You've tuned in to the Recovery Innovators Radio Show, your access to today's best addiction recovery ideas, tools, and experts. Listen in, and you will learn what is and what isn't working today. And now, here's your host, James Healy. Hey everyone, this is James and welcome to the show. Now I'm here to help you turn your addiction recovery challenges into successes and freedom from everything that's keeping you from living the life you deserve. I check in with innovative addiction recovery experts and we get to hear directly from them what is working today for addicts in recovery, for their families, their friends, and maybe we can help provide some industry insight for other experts too. Hey, I recently read an article that said 81% of Americans would like to become a published author. Now, chances are you might be one of them, right? I know I am. What is stopping us? Well, writing and publishing a book takes a lot of work and kind of be a pain and is expensive too, right? Well, not anymore. For my next book project, I've teamed up with Hassle-Free Books. They are making it so easy for me to become an author. They are removing all of the fuss and struggle and making it smooth and simple. And it's far more affordable than you could ever imagine. Go to hasslefreebooks.com and use promo code INNOVATORS to receive a 10% discount off of any book project. Get started right away and become a published author in as little as 45 days. That's hasslefreebooks.com, promo code INNOVATORS. Let's get to that interview. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show. This is James. And today I'm talking with Michael Gallardo, and he has his own podcast, Called Sober Together, and he's written a cool journal for uh, helping people through sobriety. And we're going to talk about some of these awesome tools that are out there nowadays for folks to stay sober after getting sober. Often the staying sober is, you know, even harder than the getting sober is to start with, (laughs) right? Thanks for joining me, Michael. Oh, so happy to be here, James. Awesome. So first off, just let's get a little of your background. Tell us how you got into helping others in sobriety. I know service is a big part of my program as well, and it seems to be a big piece of yours, right? Oh, 100%. I mean, it really started two and a half years ago when it was a Thursday night, and I decided to stay out until five o'clock in the morning drinking. So this was a work night. My wife was at home, right? She was expecting me to come home at 530. Not only did I stay out drinking, I didn't respond to any text. I didn't respond to any phone calls. So you can kind of imagine in her mind, me being out that late, she just, it starts out just, where are you? And then it progresses more and more. She ended up like calling hospitals and my friends and the police station just trying to find out where I was. I was just out at a bar, just ignoring my phone. Five o'clock rolled around. I don't re- like really remember much after that, but 
I did like make my way home, caught the bus and came home. So you can imagine, I mean, my drinking and issues like that had been going on for a while, but you can imagine how upset and just scared and terrified and frustrated she was when I came home at five, just completely out of my mind and causing her all that pain. I woke up that morning. I knew my goose was cooked because I could hear my wife and my mom cooking breakfast. And the thing was, my mom did not live where I lived. She lived four hours up north. So she came down for a reason. And when I finally woke up, they had an intervention with me and we cried a lot. I saw how much pain I was causing the two people I loved the most in my life. And I made a decision in that moment to get sober, start getting in recovery, do whatever it takes. Uh, went to an AA meeting that day, just cried the whole entire time. I don't even remember anything that was said. I was just there crying. But that was two and a half years ago. And, you know, I'm very thankful and happy to say that I haven't had a drink or done any drugs since then. I've completely turned my life around with relationships and my career. I'm running an office here in Atlanta, Georgia of 30 people. Just an incredible opportunity. I'm married. My finances are going better. I'm like so far from figuring it all out for sure, but I've completely turned my life around. And at this stage, I just really want to take a big step back and look at how I did it, things that helped me on my journey, and to start serving others to hopefully help them make some of the progress that I've made in my life. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, it is amazing when you finally flip that switch, right? Or there's something big yes. happens like that. You obviously had been escaping reality by ignoring all your texts and pleas from your wife. Like, where are you? You know, are you in the hospital? And what's happened uh, to kind of realize that this is really not going anywhere positive. <laughs> this heavy drinking. I'm sure you'd been, for myself anyway, I had been drinking pretty heavily and abusing substance for quite a while before I got to that point where I flipped the switch. And so did you get, go to a treatment center after your intervention with your family? You decide to do that or did you just find some help with AA, you said, and other areas? What was part of your program then? Yeah, that's a great question. So I'm a very big, big believer in that every path can be different for everyone. So some people go really heavy into AA. Some people use it in combination with other things, treatment centers. I would say if anyone's telling you there's only one way to do it, from my experience, that's just not true. And so I'm very open to all forms of recovery. I use AA both in conjunction with a lot of self-help. So I'm very big on waking up early, journaling, meditating, exercising. My wife is a health and fitness coach, so she keeps me in line with the exercising yeah. So I would say the biggest thing for me is just having a very open mind after doing a lot of reading on, you know, like neuroscience and kind of how the brain works. It, it became very apparent to me that a lot of things or assumptions that I make is just based on my environment, my experiences and things like that. So I quickly learned just to try everything, see what works and see what doesn't. For me personally, and this is just me, I really enjoy going to meetings. It keeps me grounded and connected with the community. I combine that with a lot of personal development. So I wake up early, I have coffee, 
first thing I do is meditate just to kind of slow my brain down. It always wants to go 100 miles an hour as soon as I wake up. But I just, you know, calm down and kind of think about my intention for the day and things like that. I, I read a little bit. I journal before starting anything just to get myself in, in the right mindset because I find if you're not intentional, then a lot of times you kind of just are driven by your habits and kind of routines. And so I try and be as intentional as I can be. And just recently with starting my podcast and things like that, the topic of faith has come up a lot. And that's something I'm like, was never experienced before. I was never against it or anything. I just didn't know that much about it. I had so much to rebuild in my recovery and my personal life that I just didn't give faith a chance. And so now I'm speaking with some friends at work that go to church and things like that and starting to explore that as well. So I would say the big picture for me, what's worked is being very open-minded, trying new things and not really having any expectations. See what works, what doesn't, and just be open-minded and just really enjoy the time of the recovery and just going and walking that path and learning about yourself. I would say that's the most important thing is just reflecting a lot and trying new things. Yeah, that's awesome. That's exactly kind of what happened to me. And what I've seen work for so many others is being, first of all, opening your mind to different things and not sticking to just one path that a lot of people think that you have to take and trying different things out. And I love your intentions with your day, like starting the day off. And I know so many of us, even out of active addiction, continue to just kind of drift through life, right? Yeah, yeah. So having that day start off with a good, healthy start really helps. Now, I know you talked also about you do some nutrition, some healthy stuff. You said your health has improved since you've gotten sober. Is that right? Oh, yeah, 100%. I attribute 100% of that to my wife. She is a health and fitness coach. So she got me, uh, had the intervention, helped me in recovery, and she's also very healthy and stuff like that. So I don't know about you, but I need just a ton of accountability when it comes to exercising and eating healthy. If I don't have that accountability, then it's like straight to the chips, the <laughs> high energy drinks, the candy and stuff like that. So she I mean, she's helped me more than I could ever describe in words. And and one of the things that, that she's helped me with is staying healthy. And I'm not completely on one side. I definitely go and have hamburgers and cheeseburgers and stuff like that from time to time. But right. by and far for the majority, I'm, I'm eating pretty healthy and, and taking care of myself. It's, it's definitely something that's very important to me, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I like that bit about having an accountability partner. For the, yeah. You know, we talk about it a lot for our drinking, right? We have a, a sponsor somewhere, yep. for, you know, if we're in AA program or, or NA, and we use them as an accountability piece, but we don't do that often with the rest of our life, like our health, our, our eating habits, relationships, our jobs, what we're doing with work or whatever it is. Yep. So if you can find someone like that, whether it's your partner or even a close friend or that you can communicate that with, I think that really helps with that intention. Oh, mentors are huge. Oh, yeah, for sure. Do you have yeah, any exactly. other mentors that you use for, you say your career is taking off too now that you're sober? Yeah, I mean, it's, to be honest, once I stopped self-sabotaging myself, things really 
got a lot of momentum. I would say the first year and a half was purely just trying to get stable, you know, like feel like I was stable, feel like Mm -hmm. I wasn't on a roller coaster basically all the time. So, you know, life, there's always ups and downs I've found. But the thing is, no matter how much better, quote unquote, your life gets, there's always going to be ups and downs. There's always like I go through times where I have anxiety, stress. Uh, I'm just down on myself or or I find it hard to get out of bed like that never goes away in my experience. Mm -hmm. But as you do improve your life, you can have just such great highs that far and away outweigh those negatives. So it's really just kind of like learning to have both the lows and the highs and really enjoy the highs as much as possible. That's brought a ton of balance to my life. And the best way to do that is to get a mentor in all aspects of life. I have people that coach me a ton. I work for a very successful startup out of San Francisco called Flexport. And I went from the, and we basically just help people sell stuff on Amazon and we move goods around the world. And I started in the very lowest sales position, I applied for a sales position and they actually created one lower just so I could <laughs> come on. And I was like, all right, I'll take it. I'll take it. Yeah. But I was so thankful because it was such a great company and, and I really loved the people there. And I've gone from there to moving across the country, opening an office in Atlanta, Georgia. We went from two people to 30. We're probably going to have a couple hundred in the next 18 months. And I am running that whole thing. And I'm not saying this to brag or to say, uh, like, look at everything I've done. I have a ton of things that I'm working on and I'm far from perfect. But I think one thing that I've really learned in my sobriety that I really hope people can feel as well is that anything is truly possible. And like, I mean that with all sincerity, all my heart, it takes time and you got to build momentum and things like that. But Mm -hmm. one kind of roadblock I've always had is just not thinking that much of myself when I was drinking and doing drugs. I didn't believe in myself. I didn't believe that I could do things like what I'm doing right now. And if you would have told me when I was in that AA meeting two and a half years ago, just crying and I couldn't even hear anyone that I would be where I'm at today, I would literally think you were crazy. So the first step is really believing in yourself. And then once you know that you want to move forward, find people that are walking the path that are where you want to be and use them for guidance, ask them questions, people, you'll be surprised how much they're willing to help you and guide you on your journey as you turn your life around and start doing amazing things. Oh, it's so true. So true. Like, I remember when I first got into sobriety too, in my first bunch of AA meetings, and I was on that roller coaster you speak of, and I would relapse yeah. and then it would hit the fan, I'd go back down and then I'd figure things out and come back up. I wanted everything fixed like last weekend, you know, when I finally made yep. that switch decision, like, okay, I need to get sober. It's going to be a lot better for me, but I want everything better now. And it's hard to give it time. You sit in that meeting and you see these people with all this time and sobriety and you're like, I can never get there, but it does happen. Time just seems to pass by when you're busy and everything gets better. I think those downs help make the ups that I experience now even that much better. Like everything tends to trend yeah. upward. You kind of go up and down, up and down, but you're trending upward like that graph. So it's pretty cool. I was just going to mention, you said, talked about the self-sabotage. I was big on that too. And I realized that when I was drinking, I was trying to deal with my problems by drinking 
saying, oh, I need to drink yep. because I have this problem. And then I finally realized that the problems were because of my drinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I should switch this around a little bit. So anyway. Yeah, definitely a light bulb moment. And I just want to like you hit on a point about having plans and like wanting everything to happen right away and fix everything. If, if there's one thing that I can say from my experience, it's that whenever I make plans, I would say they happen maybe close to zero to maybe 1% of the time. It actually <laughs> happens how I plan it. At most, I'm being generous with that 1%. So what works like really works for me is just living by principle. Like I have like people with addiction and drinking from my experience, like they have a much wider spectrum. So like the lows can be way lower than someone that is not an addict or whatever word you use to describe addiction. But the highs are also much higher. So it's just more like learning that spectrum is possible for you and kind of like understanding that like my lows might get like really low compared to someone else, but my highs are going to be that much better. And that is the thing that I really learned about myself is that not only am I capable of being quote unquote normal, I'm capable of doing like really fantastic things like leading an office of 30 people, whereas before I could barely figure out how to tie my own shoes, right? Like you can do so much. And the big thing Thing with plans is like it's good to have plans have goals have that mission have that drive but really what it comes down to is really just living by principle so the actions that you take every day are based on principles like being nice to people really serving others and slowing down and things like that and then from there just kind of surrendering like really just surrender and let go and things will come to you and i know that it's it sounds cheesy or maybe corny but even this position that i got at my company to run an entire office and build that out and this is like a very successful company and mm -hmm. that opportunity it's not like i planned it i said oh i want to run this office and do this in 8 months and you know here are the exact steps i just showed up to work i tried to help people as much as possible i was trying to be as positive as i could be i never engaged in any sort of negativity i wasn't afraid to have conversations try and improve things i love feedback and improving but there's a big difference between that and just negativity you can find at work and things like that so i really knew that difference. And I was always positive. Even when work was hard and business was really booming, I worked the extra hours. I supported other people. When I was done, I'd ask them if, if I could help them. And I just did that day in and, and day out, lived by those principles. And then one day they came and just offered me that role. Uh, so I like plans. I like having some direction, but really when you surrender and live by principle is really where the magic is. Oh man, I totally agree with that. I love that. I've seen people who set such strict, hard goals become disappointed in one way or another, right? Like, <laughs> you have this goal, and even if you achieve it, you're kind of disappointed because it's like, I thought this would make me happy, and it really didn't, yeah. or it did for a little bit, and now what? And you're kind of left, and it can be as simple as purchasing something. You know, someone's got their I set on a certain car or whatever it is, like they think that's going to make them happy and they, they have this big goal, they work hard, they get to it and then it's all not that it was all cracked up to be sometimes. Or if you don't reach that goal, then you're disappointed, right? You're just like, oh, man, exactly. I could do it. I even saw some, I knew someone in recovery and they kept relapsing at 90 days because that was their goal. 
all the time. They would say, if I can just make it to 90 oh, days, wow. I'll be set. And they would find themselves starting to think about drinking at day 87. <laughs> like, like, I'm almost there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They'd make it to 90, and on day 91, they're relapsing. So, Yeah, one day at a time is not a joke. It's not a silly saying. It's literally the truth to how you free yourself, is that you take it one day at a time. Even me, two and a half years. I mean, you hear me on this podcast, I sound very upbeat, and everything's going well, and things like that. But I take everything one day at a time. I have moments where... I'm not happy with how I behaved or, you know, I was rude to my wife when I could have been more patient and listened and things like that. I'm far from perfect. But the strategy that has really worked, if you really think about it, is one day at a time. And it's not just one day at a time in the sense that, oh, I'm just going to like not think beyond that one day. It's for me, like, how can I be really intentional every single day like what are things that i can do to really make the most out of this life because that's one, one thing that i know is that in my recovery and working with addiction and things like that i'm very lucky just to be alive so lucky so how can i be intentional make the most out of this i'm 32 right now i'm just like wow like i have like this whole lifetime ahead of me i want to travel i want to be successful i want to have great relationships what are little things that i can do every day intentionally to help me make progress towards those things and like you imagine getting the thing at the end is i'm telling you from experience i've gotten huge raises and things like that it doesn't bring the happiness it's the day-to-day and and what what you're doing every day that truly makes the difference for sure so i totally agree with you on that yeah definitely i mean because ultimately our end is quite a ways off we have a long ways to go and so if we keep living by those principles like you're saying versus trying to achieve some goals I see that even with people who end up retiring, right? They, that's their goal is to get to some point and they, I have enough money now and whatever, I'm going to retire, I'm going to get an RV and travel and that's not really the end. They still got a ways to go. So, Yeah, because then once you retire, it's it's like uh, now what, right? Like right. so... It's kind Everyone of a trap that like, so our I'm supposed to be happy yeah. now. I'm supposed to be happy. I'm retired or whatever it is. Although I'm, yeah. I'm not ready to retire. Although I find myself <laughs> now is trying to make up for lost time in some sense that I feel like I lost time with all my drinking and everything else. And now I right. want to do so much more because I have so much intention, almost too much. <laughs> Hey, it's James here. Let's take a quick break. Now, if you could push a button and get healthy, sober, and free from your addiction forever, how would that change your life? Now, if you'd like to get my personal support to make it happen, then check this out. For a limited time, I'm offering a special 22-minute, unbreakable, sober, strong, and free forever session for zero cost. During this powerful one-on-one coaching session, we'll work together to create a crystal clear vision for the ideal life you'll be living in your new sober and healthy body. If you're still riding the relapse roller coaster or have years of sobriety under your belt, we will uncover hidden challenges that may be sabotaging your sobriety efforts and keeping you stuck. And we'll expose the best and most solid pieces you must focus on to build your bomb-proof recovery anchor which will hold you in your sobriety. You'll leave this session renewed, inspired, and ready to finally break free from your addiction once and for all. To claim your special coaching session today, simply send a text message to 406-414-6442 and we'll set up a time to talk. 
or visit recoveryinnovatorsradio.com and click the Get and Stay Sober link for more details. If you desire a clean, healthy, and happy life free from your addiction, I strongly encourage you to text 406-414-6442 and sign up for your free Unbreakable session today. You have mentioned that you journal in the morning and you use that as part right. of your creating intention. And this has led you to create a sober journal, right? Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, definitely. So writing things down has been super, super helpful for me. It just lets me and I have like no structure. I really like looking at something inspirational, like a quote or something like that. And then just writing down how I'm feeling or what's going on in my mind, what I'm going through and things like that. Because a lot of times your brain is just going like for me, it'll just go 100 miles an hour. I have all these thoughts. And it's just like, whoa, whoa, like slow down. Like, what am I experiencing? I just do some reflection. And it's kind of the strategy that I have in life. That's just you got to slow down to go fast. And so the more reflection you can do, right, like the more you can kind of sit and say, like, you know, what actions am I taking? What are the results that is coming from that? Like, what do I truly want in my life? That's all comes to me. And I use journaling to really get that on paper so I can see it. I'm not like a big research guy and, and numbers. I just know that when I put my thoughts down on paper, it's super therapeutic. It's really helpful. And it's something that just makes like a huge difference in my life. So I was working and always doing this journaling and I just thought, oh, that'd be cool if there was like a sober journal, which is basically that, right? Like an inspirational quote, a place to write, and then like a checkbox at the bottom where you just check that that you were sober that day. So you keep that one day at a time principle. I thought there had to be one somewhere. And I went to Amazon. I searched sober journal. I started looking around and I, I literally could not find anything. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, how is there not a sober journal, you can find article after article about how helpful writing is and things like that. And there just wasn't one out there. So I was like, okay, like, I guess I got to make it. I mean, I, I guess I have to create this because it's going to be super helpful. Right. And so it took me a long time. I went through all the steps on, on trying to figure out how to get one produced and how to right. send it to Amazon and, and things like that. And figured all that out after a lot of trial and error, working with the factory and things like that, and finally figured it all out. So if you go to amazon.com and, and type the sober journal, that's the journal that I created. And it's doing so great. Like, I'm just so blessed. People write me from it because I have my contact information in there and just say, yeah, they say how much it's helped them. A lot of people buy it as like gifts and things like that. There's like over a hundred reviews. It's really taken off and I'm just super blessed to have created something that is helping other people. Wow. That's awesome. I recommend to so many people, we always talk about this, about journaling as a process to help you, yeah. you know, work through those thoughts, the stinking thinking, as they say, and that sort of thing. Yeah. But to put down some intentions and all of that in journaling, it's been proven that once you create that habit as a daily right. sort of routine, that it will really help clear things. I originally started, when I got into recovery, I started a journal that was, my son at the time was only four months old. And so I wasn't there for him because of my drinking. And then I actually was living in a sober house, a sober living situation. I had to was removed from my family <laughs> by some yeah. circumstances. And so I started a journal that was letters to him. Like I was just writing 
like trying oh. to explain to him what was happening and it was helping me work through the emotions and the thoughts and I don't know if he'll ever read it or whatever but that was just a very therapeutic way for me to deal with that and now I have kind of just I don't know if you know about morning pages but it's just a journal I write three pages in the morning and it's just whatever thoughts are in my head whatever's going on so it's just kind of a free form thing and I just recommend something to folks like that but I believe your journal is set up the same way. I just kind of, right? It's just a open book. Just write whatever you're thinking. Yeah, it's a daily journal. So each page is a day. It's undated. So you can start at any time and just put the date at the top. I put an inspirational quote at the top. So someone that's in recovery, like a celebrity or just a thought leader or just like a, an inspirational quote, motivational quote, reflective quote type thing. And then there's just a big section for where you journal. And then at the bottom, it says, I stayed sober today. And there's a checkbox where you can check it off. And that's the, the big thing for me too, is really just doing any sort of activity that helps me slow down. I don't know if you're the same way, but when I was using and drinking, I was just so used to going 150 miles an hour all the time, down and up, up and down, that I didn't realize how much that still carried on into my life when I was in recovery. Even two and a half years later, I got to remember to slow down and just relax and reflect. So anything like that, journaling or meditating, I would try those things if you're in recovery, if you haven't, with a really open mind and just really take it to heart that slowing down is super helpful and see if it works for you. I'm like such a big believer. Like I can talk about this for like (laughs) multiple hours. I am too. I can talk about it for, I've talked to a lot of people about especially in today's digital age where so many people wake up and before they're even out of bed they're on their phone on checking email on facebook or whatever it is like they're already going 100 miles an hour before they get out of bed so i try to take that time to do my journaling and everything i also read i try to read in the mornings i do that before i start to do anything so i'm a coffee drinker like yourself so i'll make some coffee and while the coffee's the water's heating up then you know for the coffee i just start my journal <laughs> and i finish that and then i read for a little bit and it gives me that time i get up early in the morning the house is quiet and man it's a refreshing way to start the day you know yeah we may be living the same exact life in different places <laughs> <laughs> yeah across the country for sure <laughs> well and we're also I'm- podcasting so you started a podcast right tell yes. us about your podcast too Yeah. So my podcast is called Sober Together. And I just wanted to make one that was really inspirational. So one where, you know, finding people that are in recovery or know someone in recovery that just have really inspirational messages. It's kind of like the accountability with my wife on the exercising. Like I need positive reinforcement throughout my day. So I wanted to create something for the sobriety community to where you'd have that inspiration. There's interviews with inspiring people. I had a a really, really great interview, uh, number two, with Akshay Nanavati, who went from being on the verge of uh, suicide to going to the Marines and writing a book called uh, Fearvana, where he talks about how important it is to have a worthy struggle. So a worthy struggle is just something that you are pursuing that's hard, that challenges you and really encourages you to get out of your comfort zone. Because if you're not going towards something like a worthy struggle, struggle is still going to find you. So (laughs) I really resonated with that and had him on. And then I'll like dissect the 
interviews as well. I'll, I'll pull out the really important parts and talk about it in depth. And I do really short, like two minute episodes every Friday as well with a inspirational message or something I'm thinking about, like my faith now and things like that. So it's really, you know, there's a lot of variety to it. I try to keep it really light and fun. We do talk about serious stuff too, but it's really in the light of how do you process all this? How do you really find out who you are and what you want to achieve in your sobriety? So that's my intention to make the most inspirational sobriety podcast in the world. And that's the mission that I try and have on there. And that's my podcast, Sober Together. It's a lot of fun, a lot of work, but I'm really enjoying it so far. Awesome. That's so great. What a great way to give back and provide service and help so many people out there who are looking for inspiration at this time when they're working on their recovery, whether they've got one day or 50 years, people are still needing inspiration, not just in recovery, but in life. I don't know how many times I've been to a meetings and I come out of there and I'm like, man, this would just be good for anyone. <laughs> like You don't have to be in Yeah, oh, 100%. Inspired and find some meaning to your life through getting together with a like-minded community and talking through challenges and struggles, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, community is just so, so important. That it's, it's like really the meaning of life is to have those connections with other people. Like there's no other way for like me to describe it. I've, I've had experiences where, especially when I was young, I actually went to an orphanage and spent time with children there that had like no family or anything like that. It was, it was really third world. And all they cared about was really hanging out and spending time with us. And this is coming from me. I was 14 at the time. So I was totally the kid that had a Christmas list of 30 things. And if I didn't get all 30, I would throw a temper tantrum. (laughs) And then I go here and I'm like, wow, these kids have nothing. And all they want to do is is spend time with us and have fun and play. It was just such an eye-opening experience at the end. The kids like pulled all their money together that they've been saving for months and ended up getting us some toys and some candy. And it's really like, yeah, it was that like it was in that moment that I realized like, my environment and my, my culture and things like that had really influenced me, especially in the United States, just about what do you have, what are you doing and all that kind of status stuff. But whenever I look back on my life, it's always the moments that I'm sharing with other people that I never forget. And that's how I know what it's all about. That's what life is all about, connecting with other people. And that's why like, I want to say like, a huge thank you to you too, because it's up to us to as a community to really start getting the message out there that great things can happen and that this stuff is normal, that you know people many years into recovery are still figuring stuff out and working on things and exploring new things. And I really appreciate you, you know, like blazing the trail and setting that up so people like me could get inspired, see these podcasts, like, okay, if if someone else can do it, like I'll figure it out too. And and we can all, you know, build this community together. And I think it's going to be really great to see what we all accomplish together in the future for sure. Wow. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thanks so much for joining in the conversation, getting all of this out there for people to hear and to be exposed to. I think addiction and the other flip side, sobriety has kind of been, of course, we talk about the stigma around it, but it's been kind of stashed away and hidden and not talked about openly. And now we can through podcasting and sharing on social media and just helping each other along the way and and talking within our communities, whether it's local down the street or online with 
you know, worldwide. So awesome. I really am excited for your podcast and the mission that you have for it and how it's going to help create that worldwide community around this. Yeah, definitely. I love it all. I love meetings. I love support groups. I love the online space. I just, I can't get enough connection. I'm like, it's the number one thing to me. I just love connecting with people, having these conversations and trying to be as helpful as possible. I have a huge heart and it's just so nice just to like be able to look back and be like, wow, two and a half years ago, my life completely changed. And I just want to do everything I can to serve this community and be as helpful as possible and provide some inspiration. So people that are either on the fence or in recovery and just not really feeling it and not really knowing how to move forward to know that like anything is possible. It truly is. So if you just live by principles and you know, you're, you're doing your best and you're getting involved in communities like this one and listen to podcasts like this, you're on the right track and things definitely turn around and you get some momentum. And I really hope that that message helps people in their recovery. Yeah, I'm sure it will. It can't hurt. That's for sure. <laughs> well, how can people yeah, find out yeah. <laughs> about your, your <laughs> podcast and what you got going on, Michael? Yeah, definitely. So everything is at SoberTogether.com. So S-O-B-E-R-T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R.com. You can go there. You can listen to all my episodes. You can submit me questions that I answer on the podcast as well. So if you have any questions for me, I'm more than happy to try my best and give some tips that have been helpful in my life as well. So that's where everything is at SoberTogether.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And thanks also for the creating that journal, which people can find on Amazon pretty easily. So just search Sober Journal, right? The Sober Journal. And what do you do for, quick before we go here, what are you doing for fun outside of all of this work you're doing? You sound very busy, but I'm sure you take a little time to regroup out there. Oh, definitely. I have to slow down. I tried waking up at five in the morning this morning and the alarm went off and I was like, I just, I've been pushing it so hard. I just need to sleep in and relax. So that's what I try to do is just slow down. I do a, a lot of reading. I'm like a huge, huge fan of reading. I'm going through the book Man's Search for Meaning right now, which is so powerful. It's about someone that was in an internment camp in Auschwitz during the World War and how he found meaning even in that experience and how finding meaning in your life is what everyone is searching for. It's a really, really powerful book. If you haven't read that one, I I highly recommend that one. So reading a ton. My wife and I like to explore Atlanta. We've only been here for three and a half months. So we're just checking out all the new restaurants. Yeah, there's so much good food, so much like fun stuff to do. People here are super nice. So we're just exploring and checking things out and getting outdoors. We really love the weather, too. It's nice and warm. It's green. And there's a lot of places (laughs) to take trips, too. So uh, just doing it all and uh, sleeping in when my body says you need to sleep in today, for sure. Sure. <laughs> Good job. Way to listen to your body. <laughs> Got to do that. Yeah. <laughs> I try. I try. <laughs> All right. Well, thanks so much for joining me, Michael. Everyone, be sure and head over to SoberTogether.com. Check out the podcast. Subscribe. Listen. Uh, submit some questions. Try to stump Michael if you can. And we <laughs> <laughs> will keep in touch, Michael. Thanks again for joining me. Thank you so much, James. It's an absolute pleasure. Take care. All right. You too. Bye-bye.
Hey everyone, thanks again for listening. I really hope the show will help you find a path to recovery or your friend or your family member or whoever else might be needing a little assistance on their journey to finding a path to recovery. Now please head on over to iTunes, Apple Podcasts and leave a review and subscribe to the show. And you can send me comments or uh, questions show topics or people you might think would be a good fit for the show just send me an email james at recoveryinnovators.com and thanks again i really appreciate it all right take care thanks for listening you can learn more at recoveryinnovatorsradio.com You're cool.